Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi, Leslie's executive producer, filling in for Leslie today and tomorrow. Leslie will be back live this coming Wednesday. In the meantime, I am going to start our open phones hour, so or half hour, I should say. So if you'd like to uh, give us a call and discuss what we're talking about, the number is 888-6-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. And what I'd like to talk about this half hour is what's been top of news today politically for most of the day, which is the Republican presidential candidates agreeing on a series of demands to give them greater control of debates. Um, this story that I'm citing is from Yahoo News, entitled Frustrated Republicans Agree on Push for Debate Changes. So as you heard me say, they've agreed on these changes yesterday where they met in Virginia to discuss them. This comes as the GOP's frustrated 2016 class works to inject changes into a nominating process that was supposed to create a smoother path to the White House. The dynamics of the extraordinarily crowded contest, which has increasingly featured Republican infighting, has prompted the campaigns to try to wrestle some control of the debates from the Republican National Committee and media hosts, most likely media hosts more so, but the RNC as well. Representatives from more than a dozen campaigns emerged from a closed-door meeting in suburban Washington Sunday night, having agreed to several changes to be outlined in a letter to debate hosts in the coming days. They include largely bypassing the RNC and coordinating with network hosts, mandatory opening and closing statements. That's not a huge problem, I don't think. An equal number of questions for the candidates. Okay. And pre-approval of on-screen graphics, according to Ben Carson's campaign manager, Barry Bennett, who hosted the meeting. Quote, the amazing part for me was how friendly the meeting was, said Bennett, noting the gathering was held in a room marked family meeting. Everybody was cordial. We all agreed we need to have these meetings more regularly, end quote. The GOP's most recent debate, moderated by CNBC in Boulder, Colorado, last Wednesday, drew harsh criticism from campaigns and GOP officials. Afterward, some candidates complained that the questions were not substantive enough. That's funny. Others wanted more airtime or assurance that candidates would get opening and closing statements. GOP chairman Reince Priebus, douchebag, decided to suspend a partnership with NBC News and its properties on a debate set for February, but that wasn't enough to satisfy the frustrated campaigns. We need to mature in the way that we need to mature in the way that we do these debates if they're going to be useful to the American people, Carson told ABC's this week. While the campaigns agreed to the changes in principle last night, the media companies that host the debates are under no obligation to adopt them, nor do I think they should. Bennett suggested that campaigns could boycott debates to get their way. That would be hilarious. The only leverage we have now is not to come, he said. The pushback comes despite a high-profile effort by the RNC to improve the debate process going into the 2016 election season. The party said the 2012 debate schedule prom uh, promoted too much fighting among candidates, so for 2016, the RNC dramatically reduced the number of debates for this election and played a leading role in coordinating network hosts and even moderators in some cases, which is, again, ridiculous that you're picking and choosing the moderators. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie on Monday morning distanced himself from the new demands. Quote, do not count me in the group that's doing this moaning and complaining about this, Christie said on CNN. His campaign attended the meeting to listen, he said, but I, quote, support the RNC continuing to make these decisions, end quote. He added that, quote, the third debate wasn't awful, although he disliked moderators interrupting candidates' answers. 
This is the most important quote, I think, from his interview. Christie said, The presidency is almost never scripted, so we shouldn't have these debates scripted either. That is extremely important. It's something I definitely, surprisingly, agree with Chris Christie on. The presidency is almost never scripted, so we shouldn't have these debates scripted either. Uh, the point being that you can't pre-plan this stuff, and if you do, it's like an infomercial. It's like an ad for a candidate versus a real debate where they actually have to think on their feet and face people that aren't just yes-men and women that probably run their campaigns. And the American people deserve those answers. Anyway, back to the story. Three debates remain before the first nomination contest, which is the Iowa caucuses on February 1st. The next one is scheduled, the debate that is, for November 10th in Milwaukee. The RNC has sanctioned five debates after the caucuses. Quote, what it really comes down to is the candidates want to have more control of the ability to negotiate with the networks, end quote, Donald Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski said after the meeting. While organizers of the meeting were not including the RNC, the party has been in regular communication with campaigns about their concerns. Shortly before the meeting, the RNC appointed Sean Carncross, the committee chief's operating officer to take the lead in negotiating with the networks. It's unclear, however, what role he'll play should the campaigns get their way. Quote, this is the first step in the process of understanding what the candidates want, and then we need to have a more specific conversation about NBC, end quote. RNC chief strategist Sean Spicer said yesterday ahead of the meeting, quote, we need to start a process. Tonight's the first step. Some candidates are trying to use the debate discord to their advantage, none more than Texas Senator and psychopath Ted Cruz. Campaigning in Iowa this weekend, he slammed the CNBC debate moderators for asking questions that he said, quote, illustrate why the American people don't trust the media, end quote. He was cheered after calling for future debates to be moderated by conservatives such as radio host Rush Limbaugh. Also giant windbag. So I want to know what you think about this. I think it's ridiculous. It's wrestling control away from people who are the objective I don't know, question askers, whatever you want to call it. But basically, they're going to go after them, just like you saw um, Anderson Cooper go after the Democrats in their debate, yet you didn't see infighting. They tried to get them to go after each other, but they largely avoided it, and they still focused on substantive issues. So if the Democrats can do it, why can't the Republicans? Because they're a bunch of whiners, and they don't want to be asked tough questions. But that's a little bit of my opinion. I want to hear what you think. Um, here are some questions that we wanted to ask you guys and see what you think at 8886-LESLIE. What do you think of the demands by the Republican candidates about debate changes? Are they warranted after what many saw as overly aggressive and personal questions by CNBC? Or are the GOP candidates just trying to script their debates and avoid the toughest questions? To quote Chris Christie's response to these demands, the presidency is almost never scripted, so we shouldn't have these debates scripted either. I agree with Christie, as you heard. Do you? Wouldn't these demands make the debates too scripted? Another question I'm wondering is, do you think the networks will give in to these demands? And if so, isn't this a slippery slope? What effect would this have on these debates? Some other questions uh, we're going to be asking and we want to get your opinion on is about Ted Cruz, who I uh, mentioned. He's insisting that conservatives like Rush Limbaugh should host future debates. And, you know, my contention is this is this would basically just assure softball questions. And I do you really think if, if that was the case, that it would really help Americans find out if these candidates are qualified to be our next president? 
Uh, no, you would just hear them, you know, lob softball questions on topics they want to talk about and avoid tough questions. Now, maybe some of the questions like the one about, you know, Donald Trump, are you running a comic book campaign or whatever? I think he kind of is, but, you know, you can be a little more fair in the way you're asking the question and, you know, maybe not so personal or quote unquote gotcha questions. But there's a way to ask those questions, and I don't think people like Rush Limbaugh would ask them. Uh, another question we'd like to find out your answer to is the GOP is protesting over quote unquote gotcha questions and personal attacks. What about, you know, when Hillary Clinton uh, was asked by GOP and other you know media types about her relationship with Bill Clinton? Uh, doesn't this show the strength and maturity of the Democratic Party versus the Republican Party? I, I think it does. Uh, do these requests make the Republicans sound like a bunch of whiners? Yes. Is there a level of maturity that is lacking from the GOP and their candidates? I say yes. What do you say? Republican candidates say they want to talk about issues of substance. In that case, does debate format seem like a strong topic for them to be focusing on? And finally, if the GOP candidates ultimately refuse to participate in debates on CNBC, doesn't this actually limit their exposure to groups that could help them in a general election? You're more than welcome to answer any or all of these questions at 888-653-7543. That is 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall, and we'll be right back to take your calls. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. 888-6-LESLIE. Mark Grimaldi, Leslie's executive producer, filling in for today and tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, the number is 888-653-7543. We're talking about the demands by the Republican candidates regarding debate structure, questions, moderators, pretty much everything, you name it. Uh, first, we're going to go to John in Santa Fe. John, thanks for joining us. What do you think about these demands? Well, I, I think that... Uh Having those demands is the, like them setting up, uh, if you will, a baseball game where every pitch is a strike. Oh, that's a really good analogy. I mean, so you're essentially where I am on this, where you know they're almost scripting it, almost like a political ad, where they they know the question so they can carefully craft the answers. Exactly. So they're going to set up that kind of response. The other point that I talked to your uh, the other person that answered the phone was um, just a quick deal. My grandfather was a veteran, my father was a veteran, I'm a veteran, and none of the candidates that I'm aware of for the, quote, the conservative GOP have served. Have they? I, I don't think so. I don't know if Rand... I don't think so either. I so. don't think Rand Paul did, but he's the only one I'm yeah. unsure about. But I, I think you're I think you're actually right about that. And, you know, that's a fair question. I'm sure, you know, if they're, if they're scripting these questions, that's a question they'd probably like to avoid. And if they had their say, you know, maybe you never get an answer to that question. Well, they, don't, they have not served. And quite frankly, I'd be willing to bet dollars against donut holes that... Their uh, children or grandchildren won't serve. No, and if you notice something, John, they're the party that is a lot quicker to want to send us into war and other conflicts. Uh, conflicts. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. I, 
I think those are both very good points, and uh, I appreciate your call. Anything else uh, today before we let you go? One quick thing. <clears throat> sure thing. I happen to be a life member of the uh, U.S. Army Special Forces Association, so I had some credibility there, I believe. Absolutely. And so what we have now is that we're going to be sending 50 special ops guys to that conflict currently in in the in Syria, yes. Number one. Number two is that if you send 50, you absolutely guarantee you're going to have about a 5-to-1 support ratio. So if you send 50 guys that can not necessarily trigger pull, but direct things, you still have to have support to them. Somebody, somebody, if they do the bullet, somebody else has got to do the beams. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what? Do you, so we would need a larger force just to support them. You're saying you can't drop these guys in by by whether they come in by aircraft or come in by parachute and expect them to do a really good job. And oh, by the way, they've got to take care of all their own stuff. It's, it's not going to happen. No, it's you a very it's a very fair point. We actually talked. Uh, there's a, a great piece by um, Roan Carey, R O A N E C A R E Y, at the Nation. We were talking about uh, in the first hour. I would definitely recommend you reading. I think you'd really enjoy the piece. And he actually argues what what you do, which is that this step is really not going to help uh, take care of the situation. Um, and you can find that at thenation.com. John, thanks for your call. Uh, next, we go to. Let me just scroll up. On on my screen here. I apologize for the delay. We're going to go to Manny in California. Manny, go ahead. Yes, um, what is the Republicans want? They want Fox to count the votes? Oh, Manny, I, I think your ear hit the button there. Go ahead. Well, I find amazing the demand that they're putting on, on the American people. They should see right through them. I mean, they don't like tough questions. So they whine and complain that it's unfair. Look at the question they're asking Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary Clinton did all the doubt. She stood up to them. It's a very fair point. I mean, if you look at how both Hillary and Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, reacted to the questions asked in the Democratic debates, some of them very tough. I thought they handled them very well. And at, at no point did I remember hearing them criticize Anderson Cooper or CNN for asking those questions. You're going to be careful. Manny, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to let you go. I, you, you might be hitting your ear or redial or something there. I know cell phones can be a pain in the butt. Uh, but if you'd like to give us a call, when one line drops, another opens. That's 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Next, we're going to go to Dave in Humboldt County on line four. Dave, thanks for calling. How's it going? Well, great. I, but I think we, the people, the voters, uh, have a real need to know what our candidates are all about. And these debates could be conceivably a way that we can get to know what they're about. And there are those who really don't want it known. If they are owned by big corporate special interests, if they are on the take, they don't want us knowing that. So, yes, they object when any kind of a direct question is put to them that might reveal what they're really about. And I think we've got to see that clearly. 
Now, do you think the networks will hold strong against this? I, I honestly think they will because they, you know, I think there's going to be pressure, but almost just like the, the Republican candidates, you know, credit them for banding together here because it does give them strength as a group. You know, not every all of them, as you heard, Chris Christie, although not, you know, ranking very high in the polls, you know, he stood up to it, uh, you know, essentially. But maybe the networks kind of band together and say, okay, fine, you know, you don't want to come on our networks then we're all going to do the same thing to you that you're doing to us. Well, I'm pretty much convinced that an awful lot of the media is under their thumb, that uh, the media does not have the ability to stand up to those that are going to be the fascist powers of the country. Well, the, a lot of the media is corporately owned or, you know, funded. So I think you do make a fair point. You know, you see how a lot of these things are handled. You, you go to commercial break, you want to know who's supporting the networks. Look at all the commercials that are running for, you know, ExxonMobil or a lot of these, you know, right-wing interests. But I think, you know, the only, I guess, bullet in your armor, chink in your armor there is the some of the questions that CNBC asked were very pointed. So I, I think it would be tough to argue that they were in the Republicans' corner. But to be fair, I think you make a good point about the corporate run media. Um, you know, one issue that I think needs to be brought up and the only person, believe it or not, that I've heard it bring up in the Republican debate is Donald Trump is talking about the super PACs. But, you know, it's laughable because he's not giving any solutions. And you and I both know he would do absolutely nothing about them if, God forbid, he was elected president. Um, but, Dave, thank you for your call. I think it's a very good point that you bring up. Uh, next, we are going to go to Michael in the Bronx. Michael, go ahead. Hey there, Mark. How you doing? Good. Thanks first, for calling. Oh, it's a pleasure. First off, salute the first caller, the veteran who has a family veteran that served this nation did so diligently. My hats off to them if they're still listening. But in answering your question, let's put it this way. As if it wasn't enough, we had one Sarah Palin running for vice president several years ago. Now we have five to ten Sarah Palins in the form of the GOP contenders running for president. I mean, it seems, it sounds like, I don't like this question. I don't like that question. The people are being unfair to me. I'm like, get off of it. Because, granted, the debates are supposed to have relevant questions to the issues concerning the American people. Yes, they're going to be tough questions because we need to know where you stand at. Questions like answering Hillary Clinton, if you're home alone, like you want a hot date with a married woman, that is totally off the wall and off the pale. You know what I'm saying? And so... I wish these GOPs would have said that crap to my face, Mark, because I would say to them, oh, it's like that? Well, then guess what, Buster? I got a bunch of questions. You want my vote? I have questions for you. And you will answer my questions, so don't even bother asking me or begging me for my vote or my endorsement. And don't forget to kiss my ass on the way out. Michael, thank you for your call. Always passionate. I think you bring up a good point comparing them to Sarah Palin, who, if you remember, in the Katie Couric interview, was absolutely exposed for how much of a joke of a political candidate she was, let alone a vice presidential candidate. And I think there's potential for maybe not that big of a you know exposure for some of these candidates, but some very good questions that should be asked, and I, I don't think they should be limited. Uh, last but not least, we're going to go to our good friend Reggie in Georgia. Reggie, what do you think about all this? Yeah, well, happy happy Monday to you there, Mark, first off. You as well, thank you. And secondly, man, um, 
I don't believe this. Why would they want radio talk show hosts to uh, moderate debate? You know, first and foremost, that radio talk show hosts aren't moderators or news journalists. They're opinion makers. Well, the, right? you just you said it right there because they're opinion makers, and they a lot of them are very far to the right, and a lot of the right wing candidates go with that same dialogue. So they know that they agree with them politically, so they wouldn't expect any tough questions from them. Right, and you'd be like, they'd be like ass kissing each other, right? Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, you a lot of these people, like you mentioned, for instance, Dana Loesch or Ted Cruz brought up Rush Limbaugh. They're the ones who come up with these, you know, very far right aggressive monologues that you hear. Some of the most outrageously, you know, pol- uh, like far right political things that you hear come out of their mouths are from the the right wing hate media that you hear on radio and television and that's where a lot of these candidates stand on a lot of the issues so of course they would love to have them moderate the debates thank you to my assistant producer andrew tomedy who always does a great job this is mark Grimaldi in for leslie marshall i will be back with you tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m eastern in the meantime have a great evening thank you